Welcome to the Lila Life Show. I'm your host, Linda Andrews, and you've tuned in to the right place to up-level in your life and business. Enjoy the show. everyone. Welcome to the Lila Life Show. I am your host, Linda Andrews, and I am here with Coach Sophia Anthony Sammy for our Coaches Spotlight. The Lila Life Show is, as you know, going through a rediscovery, and this is one of our first new episodes for the relaunch, and I am so excited to have Sophia here. Welcome to the show, Sophia. Thank you, Linda. I'm so excited to be here today. Wonderful. We're going to dive in and we're going to dive into so much. Sophia has a very inspiring story. She has a story that my hope for you with today's episode is there's something for you that inspires a new action, a new thought, a new belief, a new light bulb, some uplifting, some motivation, whatever you need that you'll get that from today's episode. And Sophia, is there anything that you want to add to that? Well, you will. I mean, when you listen to this podcast, you will relate to it. You would have that aha moment and you will simply enjoy, I believe. Wonderful. So Sophia is living in Wilmington, North Carolina and has a really unique background. Uh, she had a career in management, working in the banking sector in India, actually, and then transitioned into blogging. Uh, when she moved to the U.S., she went through her own self-discovery process. So we're going to talk through some of this today. And I have some questions for you, Sophia, that I'd love to help bring to life. So talk to me a little bit about you working in banking, moving to the U.S. These are two major life changes. How was that for you? Well, I think I didn't know what I was doing in my early 20s, just followed the set path as, you know, most of the cultures do like you do your you know masters and you get a job and that's what I did after I did my management studies and uh, worked in banking sector but I moved to United States uh, because I got married and my husband works here so so there's too many changes and I come here to a new country I was excited because I always admired United States for everything that I read about and uh, after coming here um, I, I did not uh, I could not actually I could not pursue uh, a banking again because of certain visa restrictions and things like that but I, I think that gave me an opportunity to rethink like what I truly like. And I started uh, writing uh, on, on a free blogspot.com about anything that came into my mind. I mean, uh, about uh, investments, wealth management, whatever I used to read, I wanted to share it to the world. I think I enjoy um, acquiring knowledge and sharing it with, with others. That's how it inspired me to start writing in the first place. Wonderful. You know, it's so, and we've known this from the beginning, but Sophia and I share many little parallels uh, in our lives, which I find so interesting. And, you know, also having been in wealth management for me, and I think it's a little different because you may have been wanting to get into wealth management here and then didn't, but at a certain point in my career also, I'm like, huh, what am I doing? And this question of like not really knowing, right? You're like, I'm just not really knowing in my 20s. I think this is something that a lot of people can really relate to and maybe beyond their 20s, like in their life. It's like, I'm just figuring it out. I don't really know. So when you were moving through all that, what helped you 
find your center, find your way, if anything that you think would be worth sharing? Yeah, I think I think it's a process like anyone else. Um, when I had my children and, and that, uh, you know, brought me to a different setup. Oh, OK. Uh, you know, every day was a challenge because I was conditioned to be uh, an achiever, perfect. And when you are in banking sector, numbers tell you that, you know, you're doing good. But children tell you in different ways that, you know, it's not a perfect day or whatever. So all those experiences collectively pushed me towards um, seeking happiness and success even more. What is it? And I want to feel better. And um, luckily, I could connect to various positive people uh, when I moved, first moved to Wisconsin. Um, that's, my, that's my first place when I moved to the United States. And the positive people allowed me to just be myself. And I could uh, be comfortable just volunteering and connecting with people, doing the things that I love, I, uh, writing or just being there for family. So I, I think the transition, I cannot pinpoint one, but it was like a process. I just kept doing what I wanted to do without realizing if it's really going to take me anywhere, actually. It's, it's so interesting. Like I, I think about this a lot, right? And I'm running my business and we're all working together and uh, it can sometimes be kind of in the grind, right? And there's moments that can feel really familiar to maybe times at Morgan Stanley or in wealth management. And I'm, I'm like, huh, this is so interesting. I'm in that grind. It's what I left. And I, you know, it's like an observation moment. And when you were just talking, what I'm hearing is like being in that flow and in the curiosity and letting, you know, whatever is most resonant come through and like, let your life be guided that way. Do you feel like you're still in that practice? Do you feel like you're not? I'd love to hear more present day compared to that specific time in your life. Absolutely. I think I'm still in the process. Um, I mean, I wrote a book called Awakening is for Everyone. And and in the end, I don't write the end. And I say, it's, it's, this is the beginning. It's a process and it's going to be there lifelong. And I'm still curious and I'm, I still don't know, uh, you know, a few years ago, I didn't know that I would write a book or become a life coach. And a few years down the line, I, I don't know who I will be, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the way life is taking me, of course, I will be pleasantly surprised. But since we were talking about what changed me, certain, certain elements I would like to throw here that because I was still struggling to understand what I truly like, I did apply to US Bank and I got a job there for some time and I tried to experiment. Maybe I, I'm still made for banking because I, technically I, I am doing good. I am achieving my deadlines and targets. So I was confused if I'm good at it, why am I feeling empty like from the inside? So it's interesting. My, my son was six or seven years old at that time. And um, I, I wanted him to learn martial arts because it's, oh, you know, you believe that, oh, he, he's, he's active. Let me put him in martial arts. It's good for his health and mind and body and things like that. But he's a free spirited kid and he loves to play in the park. He's still fit, but he doesn't look like to go to that regimented class or something. But I was confused because of my conditioning, like, you know, uh, well, as parents, you got to push them for six months and they start liking it and things like that. And, and I, so we do that for a few months and he comes and says, well, I don't like 
jujitsu or martial arts and things like that. And I say, but you're so good at it. Like, you know, maybe, and how, why didn't you like it? And he says, mom, just because I'm good at it doesn't mean I like it. So that was my awakening point when I felt just because I'm good at banking doesn't mean I like it. So then I started doing things that I truly like, which was just blogging and blogging and blogging. And then one point of time, I wanted to publish a book. Wow. What a, what a beautiful mirror that your son was able to be for you. You know, these little gems that are like, huh? Yep. That's, that's the key right there. He unlocked something for you. And it's interesting. I I really, I think about this a lot about like resonance and what feels good. And it's like, maybe you don't get to know exactly why you don't love banking, but there's a feeling beyond maybe the knowing of it not being that alignment, right? And then it's like, it almost becomes the easy answer because there is something that's more resonant or more aligned, even if you don't even know what that is. And it's like the the series of steps in the transformation for you, you're, you're starting blogging and like loving it. And then it's like the path unfolding now. And the reminder that you know, if you're listening, I really, I hope you're listening, but if, listen up. I know that what you said was um, how you don't know who you're going to be in a few years. And there's a beautiful gift in that, right? Who, which one of us knows who we're going to be in a few years, right? And whether you want to say that's trust or faith or, or, or whatever, maybe just openness to the possibility uh, that being really accessible. So you just hosted two, or you're hosting a second one, but you just hosted an amazing workshop called Limitless Mindset. I know uh, one of your other upcoming workshops is, I believe, How to Be Happier. Um, I'd love to hear from you what inspired those workshops, why you're teaching what you're teaching in those workshops, and anything else you want to add. Absolutely. I felt that the joy and freedom, emotional freedom that I'm experiencing, again, it's coming from that uh, childhood pattern that I want to share my knowledge to everyone. I'm always sharing um, whatever I know to people around me. So the limitless mindset is so close to my heart that, you know, I talk about these limiting beliefs, whether it's fear or something simple that's holding us back. Like I said, I'm, I'm good at it. So I should be sticking to banking sector. Otherwise I won't be successful. These are the limiting beliefs. Like I, I tapped into mine and I wanted to tap from people around me, teach them those skills and they can come out of it, whether it's relationships or they're starting a new business and they are stuck by some uh, self-doubt or, or fear. I want to help them out. And when I see them just transforming and becoming who they are meant to be, that just gives me immense joy. Mm -hmm, Powerful. This idea of fear, I've been cozying up to fear, like kind of like getting really close to it. Like what is actually going on here? What, what is this? And there's so many different acronyms about fear, that we could come up with right now, you know, fierce evidence appearing as real. But I'm in this new space and I wanna hear your thoughts on this where like, and some of this sounds a little new age and a little like, I don't know, not even woo woo, but it's like fear, it's like it doesn't even really exist unless you wanna be in that energy. 
and you guys got to stick with me on this, but the closer and closer I get to fear, it almost becomes laughable because it's really not real. And it's like, fear is the illusion. Um, but I've, I've really been sitting with this and noticing what's on the other side of the fear. And then maybe it is the limiting belief or the past trauma or whatever experience. But if you had any thoughts you wanted to share about fear and the role of fear, positive or negative, I'd love to hear. I think the positive of, of fear is that we we do prepare and, you know, with backup plans or anything that's really useful. If I'm fearful that I'm recently I moved to North Carolina, I'll be looking out for snakes compared to Wisconsin. So yeah, but uh, that definitely is like a protective instinct. But if fear is just uh, not allowing me to live my day the way I want, uh, like I started uh, literally blocking my time for everything, whether it's working for, you know, taking time for my workshops, taking time to learn, uh, that lights me up, taking time to do chores, family time, I literally block the time every single day. So I don't get overwhelmed, which is also kind of fear, like, you know, will I be able to balance both, you know, my family time and my work and this. And that overwhelming or fear factor will not allow me to enjoy my day as I want it to be. Um, and as, as you might know, fear is going to be there, whether I'm driving a car for the first time or whatever it is. And I, I would still go ahead and start practicing, go ahead and do those things till I make myself comfortable. Uh, I want to share this interesting thing that I heard from Marissa Peer, a therapist. That moved my heart a lot, that you got to make things that are unfamiliar familiar and some things that are familiar unfamiliar. I'm not trying to confuse, but, but uh, it, you know, when things are very unfamiliar, like, for example, like I want to start something, I want to publish a book. It's completely unfamiliar, but I'm going to just go towards that and make it so comfortable that yes, every day I'm going to write and these are the steps to get published and things like that. Now, what do you mean by make the things that are familiar unfamiliar? Those are my negative patterns. The fear comes in that picture. Well, I'm not, I'm going to break that using certain affirmations and things like that. So I'm not holding myself back because I've been doing that for the last 20 years or 30 years, so to speak. Yeah, there, there's this uh, not so profound, but if you take a look around and notice what in life is from habits and patterns and are they empowering or disempowering? And it's like maybe oversimplifying a thought, right? But I really, sometimes I'm like, oh, it's just a habit I've had for however many years of my life. And, and then the question, is that empowering or disempowering for me today? And I don't know how long ago this was, but there was this day that I just started laughing like too hard. And I was like, if that's such thing, laughing too hard, maybe not. But I'm like, oh my gosh, so much life is, I'm laughing now, it's habits and patterns. And I just, I found it like funny and kind of annoying. And I'm like, do we even check our habits and patterns? And maybe in our like key relationships, we can see other people's habits and patterns. And, you know, if we could all just take a pause and see like, oh, what are of our habits and patterns are empowering or disempowering for today? And where does the new shifts come in? 
and uh, what you were mentioning about just that conditioning, it, it reminds me of that. And, and some of it, we don't know where it came from, right? Is it childhood? Is it a caregiver? Is it your school? Like whatever, but it, odds are that was a long time ago. And is that behavior still serving you today? Maybe, maybe not. Absolutely. I always feel that uh, we don't realize we are you know, we have free will and we have freedom to choose. And even like we don't keep our old clothes or shoes that doesn't fit us. So why keep thoughts that don't serve us and fit us? Oh, it's so good. So you purchased your book in 2019 and then you started on your track of becoming a life coach. And we're so happy to have you here at Lila Life. Is there anything specific to your coaching practices or some of your tools that you like to use with people that you'd like to spotlight right now? Sure. Um, like I said, my, my vision is to see people like wake up enthusiastically, like literally living their dream life. Oh, I'm achieving my goals and I'm able to do things that I love and I can see my future, which I don't know exactly, but I see it happening uh, the way I want to, or even better than I think. So I, I use proven coaching techniques, whether from positive psychology, but also take uh, wisdom and other inputs from various other sources from my book, of course, uh, and, and various other sources. And I had on these personal experience of mine to understand in, in a deeper level. And, um, and that's what makes my clients feel that I'm truly connecting with them and bringing these breakthroughs. And I believe human minds are so powerful. Sometimes you need to ask these right questions and they would figure it out. Um, it's not just about sharing tools and techniques, which I do, but some powerful questions takes them all together in the next level. Mm, yeah, the power of questions. It's, it never uh, ceases to amaze me how powerful questions can be. They, they truly can be the, those door unlocks. So another question I have for you is when you say who they are meant to be, right? Helping people see who they are meant to be. Is this an overnight thing? How are they seeing who they're meant to be? What are some experiences even that you've had with this? Just like my process, I think everybody has their own process. I, 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 I can give you an example. Like if, if a parent is taking their child for a swim lesson, yes, they will uh, make sure that they are getting uh, enough opportunity to practice swimming, you know, go take a lesson. But it's up to the child to learn that skill. So similarly, uh, I do fast track this process from where they are to where they want to be with, with all these techniques and uh, principles. But again, the process differs, but it's beautiful when, when it unfolds. Uh, you know, every little incremental change makes everyone feel so much better. It could be just one little change. The next day they might be reali realizing, oh, I can time my day and you know achieve my goals that was just one incremental change but over the period of few weeks and few months they have the you know the perfect health that they wanted to or the way they want to react at, at the chaos at work or at home the perfect thinking pattern all these things are getting unfolded slowly and that's beautiful to watch it's like a whole process you know, when you say chaos, we're in the beginning of 2021 right now. 
I think that people coming on the other side of 2020 may have been left feeling exhausted, um, maybe even depressed, maybe lots of things. Those are two that come to mind. And then hopeful for the new year, uh, the new year starts and we're witnessing different things. And without getting into a conversation about politics or uh, the state of healthcare, uh, but, but knowing that all of this is going on and coming back to this word of chaos, I'm curious for you, from you if there's anything that you could share with our listeners to be extra supportive during this time. You know, for myself, I'm often looking for the higher perspective, but mindful of either disassociation or like being delusional, right? It's like this fine line of the power of the mindset work and still being attuned to what's going on, quote unquote, in reality. I said a lot. I think this is a heavy thought and question, but um, you just given the state of the world, is there anything specific that you find helpful as people are navigating what can feel like chaos? Absolutely. Um, I think um, the, the voice that we listen to the most is our own inner voice. So um, I'm conducting a workshop again on self-talk. Um, and again, our inner voice is, is a reflection sometimes that we, uh, that we listen to, whether in the past or the media is putting that in or the experiences that we had in our childhood. So the inner voice kind of the one that makes the situation worse. Yes, we do face real challenges, but we end up suffering because of the self-talk that's not helping us. So if, you, if, if anyone listening right now feels that they are in total chaos and they're losing control. Um, the little tip I would like to share is to write down the things that they cannot control and the things that can control. And they will see they are feeling stressed and in chaos because their focus is on the first one, the things that they cannot control. And when they gently usher their thoughts to things that they can control, they feel much better uh, and they start seeing results. Again, coming back to self-talk, it's, it's, it's a huge area where we can do techniques and you know, pr- you know, methods that help them realize first what they have been telling themselves. Even just to give a simple example, if the new business is not taking off, yes, you can accept that, yes, that's a struggle that's making me feel a little disappointed and so on. But if the self-talk is, well, I'm never going to be successful, whatever I try is ending up in failure. I think I'm not intelligent enough or that enough, this enough, the not enough syndrome is the self-talk that's pushing us even more down and not able to see clearly why the business is not taking off. Maybe I should try Mm. something else. That's, that's fascinating because what I'm hearing is like you're getting sucked into the story and you're not even able to kind of clearly in a rooted space look at or analyze what's going wrong, right? And this is something that I feel like within my own coaching practice that I've ramped up a little bit because what I notice is exactly that. It's like, let's take a simple example. I want to move. I want to move. I want to move. This is like a common thing, right? If you're working with a coach, maybe you want to move. That's amazing. 
you want to move? Like, when do you want to move by? Oh, I can't move because of my job, because of this, because of that. Okay. And they all may be real. Right. And it's like, all right, well, do you know where you want to move to? Oh, I don't know where I want to move to. (laughs) And it's just like being in the chaos, the overwhelm, the excuses without, because all of those other questions about where do you want to move? When do you want to move by? Like there are answers to all of those and, and you can sub moving with anything else. And it's not that I would say I'm intolerant, but I've definitely can tell when those like loops are starting and it's like, well, you're probably not going to move, you know, in that, in that example. And uh, yeah. I don't know if you want to add anything, but when you were just saying that, that's what it reminded me of. That's that's perfect. That reminded me an interesting again uh, thing in my mind. Uh, even those um, feeling that you know you want to just run away, you want to move because I hate this job and things like that. It's actually sending you a message. Um, I've seen many, uh, you know, just to give you an example, back in India, if somebody stressed, I want to just leave everything and go sit in Himalayas, like you know. So, <laughs> well, that's not possible, but. Why do, you, why do we feel that way? Well, feelings, emotions are messengers and they're telling you something. And when I felt that way too sometime in my life, I think the message was uh, that I'm not doing what I truly love. So I want to move somewhere thinking that that place will give me what I want. So the answer from this message that we can take is, uh, so what can I do? If my job is not, not very exciting that means uh, maybe it's not allowing me to cr- be creative, maybe. So take that message and take, your t- take that time to be creative every single day, apart from your daily job. Um, if you're feeling guilty that, you know, you're not able to spend enough family time, take that message that you're valuing family time along with working. So again, find a way every, every day between this time to this time, I will give a lot of time for my family. And I think when we start being aware of these messages, we will not be so stressed and feel that we are in chaos. We want to run and sit in Himalayas, basically. Yeah, that, that's really helpful. Um, what I'm wondering too, right now, like I said, in, in early 2021, do you notice, this is what I'm noticing, like, well, I can't enjoy life right now. And the default mode goes to guilt, maybe even shame because of the state of the world. And I'm wondering if it's something that is my own stuff that I see bubble up, but I'm seeing it in others. And I'm wondering if you're seeing that at all. And if you have any advice for the person that is right, they're trying to connect deeper to themselves they're feeling bombarded with all these messages about what, how you should or shouldn't be living or what you should or shouldn't be doing. And so it's like preventing them to follow their joy, follow their bliss, because then they feel guilty or shame because they're being told to do something different. I'd love to hear your input on that. That's, that's a very powerful question because I went through the same when I wanted to change again, I'm being held back that, you know, I'm not supposed to be like that. I should be like this or, you know, the shoulds are very, uh, very burdening to people, I believe, just like it was for me. And again, um, the powerful question that I asked myself is of whose rule book am I following? Mm. And then I realized 
I should be, uh, say, I should be working in banking sector, whose rule book it is. I should be doing that, or I should be this weight or cooking every day, this gourmet dinner, whose rule book is that? So when we start asking ourselves, um, then we know that, oh, it's from the media. Oh, it's from my great grandma or, you know, something that's uh, not mine. And now we get the freedom to redefine what I truly believe a good day means, what I truly mean uh, a success means. Uh, when you redefine, you feel so much freedom that you are chasing what you want. That Hul's rule book, am I following? I, I mean, I think that's, that's there. I, I, I would imagine some people to even have that thought. It's like, if that's the first time you've ever had that thought, there's a lot to unpack there. But the more you can go there and just, sort of look around like you may not even realize that you have rules right and so if you're just introduced to having rules for the first time ever in your life and then beyond that looking like whose rules are these um if my mom's listening she will probably laugh because i tended to be a little bit of a rule breaker but uh you know it's like that really important question of of where is this coming from Absolutely. And, and when we write our own definition, we have full freedom. I want my listeners to know that you can have more than one value. Like we kind of have in this binary mode of thinking, oh, if you have a career, then you, you have to sacrifice family life. If you run a business, then da, 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 da. It's, it's not like that. You can have a great value of having your own business and travel and be present and, you know, uh, connect with your community, all these that matters to you, because values don't clash. It's our goals. Now, if I have a goal of eating healthy and also coach people, now, if my coaching call clashes with my cooking time, maybe I can buy a salad from outside or something like that. So the goals are supposed to be tweaked and you know, uh, updated or upgraded, whatever mm. we want to call, but the values need not be dropped this or that that piece of the goals can be changed. It's like, you know, and this may be where ego comes in, but it's like, well, my goal was da 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 whatever it is. We could give an example, but just for right now, we'll call it da 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 um, And then you're just so fixated on that goal, but you have the goal of eating healthy and now you're not cooking dinner because you have the coaching clients that go too late and you're not cooking dinner, right? And it's like, the grip to the gripping, right? The gripping to the goals when it's okay to change. And I think what you're saying is just vetting the goals through the values and like seeing where the space for that, that shift can come through. Absolutely. And that was my eye-opening moment too, when I read a book and, uh, and I said, okay, I need, I need not drop on value. That gives me so much relief. Otherwise it was hard for me to choose one or the other. And I think the first step in that is being really clear on what your values are and what you do value. Do you have any processes that you like to take people through specific to them navigating or finding their values? Writing is a great way to analyze what, you know, just write about everything that they enjoyed. And, you know, again, asking the right questions in your journal. Uh, what did you feel that it was worthwhile to spend your time with and they will know what they value if they wrote not about their work but something like well I went for a paint night with my friend and and I think that was the best time I had and that means they value friendships they value art or whatever so they will figure out when they write and answer these powerful questions. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, good. Um, as we're coming to a close here, Sophia, I first want to pause and see, is there any question that you would like to leave our listeners with that could be a question that helps them unlock something today? Absolutely. Um, so if, if they are fearful or, or wondering, like, you know, uh, what is my purpose? I don't even know that. And that's okay, too. So I, I just wanted to, not like a question, I just want to present them this freedom to just do what they want every single day and be curious and embrace uncertainty. It's, it's all going to, it's all part of a great puzzle. So it's all going to come out wonderfully and keep asking these questions, be curious and, uh, uh, you know, whether take help from uh, professional coaches and books and so on. Uh, it's, it's all part of their process. And I, I wish them all the best to, you know, chase this emotional freedom, which is the base of everything. Mm, so true. So true. That emotional mastery, it's like that sets the foundation for a life wilder than, than one could imagine in a good way. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm asking you to share with our listeners your favorite quote of inspiration. So I'll turn it over to you to share that now. Well, um, before I share, I think uh, I, I love Dr. Brené Brown's teachings and writings because before I was reading more of wealth management stuff and my first self-help book that changed my life was The Power of Vulnerability. And so I'm going to get a quote from her writings, of course. So authenticity is the daily practice of letting go of who we think we are supposed to be and embracing who we are. Mm. If, if our episode couldn't have been summarized with any better way than that, I would say. Um, with that, Sophia, I want to just spotlight for a second. If you want to go learn more about Sophia, book a connect call with her, you can go to www.lilalife.co backslash coach dash Sophia, which will be in the show notes. Uh, Sophia hosts a number of workshops throughout each month. We had mentioned a few, the limitless mindset, also uh, being happier. Sophia, there's another one that you're going to be hosting soon. I know you mentioned it. How, is it time to upgrade your self-talk? Uh, upgrading self-talk, that's the one. Uh, and, and more throughout the year. So as a listener of the Lila Life Show, you are welcome to access those workshops for free by typing in LLS. Leela Life Show when you do your checkout in Eventbrite. And we'll also drop that promo code in the show notes. And we just want to thank everyone from for being here today. And Sophia, I'm going to let you wrap with any closing thoughts. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed talking with you. So thank you so much. And I just hope, um, you know, this show brought, resonated with people and they could take away uh, you know, something that would change their life and put them on their journey to transformation. Mm, beautiful, Sophia. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Leela Life Show. Be sure to share, like, and comment. Tune in next week. And if you're not already a member of the Leela Life Collective, you'll want to be. So take a look in the show notes and be sure you sign up today. Have a beautiful day.